Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. In the summer of 2022, Sunlight hosted our annual Sunlight Connections Homeschool Summit. We were honored to have Adelaide, the founder of Talkbox.mom, explain exactly how to create an immersive foreign language homeschool experience, even if you don't actually speak another language. Listen in as she explains just how simple it is. Hey there, would you love to create a language immersion homeschool even for just part of your day and only even if you only know English now? Well, I'm super excited to show you what that would look like in your home. It would look like when you wake up in the morning and your kids are and you're doing breakfast with your kids, you are using that language. Right? And even if you only know English now or you're a native speaker and your kids aren't talking back, it would look like starting your day off in the language, greeting each other in that language. It would look like grocery shopping, even in that language, asking to someone to go and get the groceries. It would also look like you telling the kids maybe not to uh, complain or fight with each other at the grocery store. It would also look like if you have family that speaks that language, that you, when you're together, your kids and you are using that language with them. And if they don't know that language, it can look like your child using the restroom and maybe not flushing and you telling your child in Spanish to go back and flush the toilet and your family's like, wow, they sound so good, but they don't know that your child is missing a critical step there. So I would just love for you to think, imagine what it would feel like to use a language with your family every single day, because that is what creating a language immersion homeschool is. And that feeling is incredible. So I would just love for you to dream and see what that would look like, feel like for you. Now, a lot of people, when they think language immersion, homeschool, or learning a language, they think preschool. Three, two, one, learning those numbers, ABC and colors. The thing is, when your kids started learning colors and numbers and the ABCs, they could already speak English. It is not the start of the language. This is something you do after you can talk. So it doesn't look like preschool. You do not want it to look like preschool. If you're doing numbers and colors, you're gonna stay stuck for a really long time because you're missing something very critical that we're going to cover. So today what I'm gonna do is I'm going to show you how to make the ultimate shift from struggling to learn a foreign language for years while not actually being able to use the language, right? Not being able to talk to actually using a foreign language every day with your family, creating this unparalleled experience in your home. Now, if you don't know who I am, my name is Adelaide, that's my husband Hector, and those are our three kids. The photo is a little old, but I think you might know what taking photos with kids is like. So something very special about our family is that uh, when we started homeschooling, we decided to put everything in storage and travel around with our boys for a couple of years. When we started, we figured out how to start using a language the same day we get to another place. And then after a couple of weeks, we're already talking in and understanding the language with the locals. And then after a couple of months, people are asking us if we've been there for say a year. It's really fun to be able to jump in and to use the language. That's something that we have so much fun doing. And then a lot of people started asking me, how is your family doing this? And it's because I understand how to learn a language. Now, because I knew that, I could really feel in my heart that any family could also do that, including yours. And so I teamed up with native speakers from all over the world, and I developed TalkBox.mom to help your family to talk in a language. So I used all my experience in linguistics and many other things to build this for you so that you could have a proven roadmap to actually talk in a language and use that language. Because that's what we were doing when we were traveling. We needed to be able to use the language. And now that we're in the States part of the year, we need to be able to still use the language while we're home. So you don't have to be abroad to do this. You can be at home doing it. So you can really use the language. So we have a lot of fun in our homeschool. 
And just a quick overview before we jump in of what TalkBox.mom is, is we have these beautiful, uh, we have this beautiful immersion experience. And this experience comes with printed guides and with an app that has the native speaker audio. What is so great about this is that the guides will help you remind you what you're working on and the audio will help you to hear exactly how it sounds. Now we have this proven roadmap that will help you make exponential progress as you're consistently using the language. It's really incredible. We have the different fluency approaches that we have you use with your families with your family and we keep it completely focused and doable so that you use the language every day and you see yourself making progress and you do not need to feel overwhelmed. So that's what talkbox.mom is. And now I'm gonna show you that mind shift that I need you to make so that you can have a lot of progress and you can make a language immersion homeschool. So the question I have that I want you to think about is why are so many families struggling to speak a foreign language? Where is that struggle coming from? Well, they don't know how to get from wanting to talk to actually talking, actually using that language. And it's because they have the wrong map. It's like if I sent you to Paris and I wanted you to get to a cafe, but I gave you a map of Milan, you would have a lot of trouble getting there. It just doesn't make sense. There's this map that you're following to learn a language. It's the map we've all been told. This is how we learn a language. And you can't actually follow it to get to where you want to go. That's what's happening. So what's on this map? On this map is grammar, okay? Wait a second, we're gonna do an activity so you can see that you truly should not start with grammar in just a second. So if you're skeptical of this one, just wait. But you should not start with grammar when you start a language, and you'll see why in just a second. You should also not start with vocabulary lists. That's gonna keep you stuck for a really long time. Just a hint on that one, you're learning a word but not how to use it. So if you learn the word for door in Spanish or the door, la puerta, but you don't know how to say keep the door open, don't slam the door, is the door locked? All you learned was a word and not how to use it, right? This didn't really benefit you. Um, learning phrases you won't use. There's a lot of well-meaning free apps out there and they teach you things that you couldn't use. Like the purple horse is in the church. I haven't had to use that one. Uh, it just doesn't really make sense to be doing that. It's not a great use of my time. And then just spending one hour per week. If you have a tutor already, great. But having a tutor and not practicing throughout the week, which is talking, talking is the practicing, is like signing up for piano lessons and telling your child you cannot play the piano in between. You can only listen to music, right? You can only listen to music and read notes. You would not feel like you're getting your money's worth for piano. You want your child to do the thing, which is playing the piano, right? And that brings us to a really great point. To get good at playing the piano, you need to play the piano. To get great at painting, you need to paint. To get good at talking in a foreign language, you need to talk in that language. You need to do the actual thing that you're getting, getting good at. So when you start with this wrong map, what it causes you to do is you hear something, you read something, you go to say something, and you have to translate it into English first. So if I wanna say something, Thing. I would think of it in English and then I would have that meaning and I put it into the language. If I hear something, it has to translate it into English and then I can um, I can do the thing, right? So it just doesn't make sense. I read something and I'm like, okay, what is this? Translated in English. Now I have the meaning. That is not fluency. So if you want to start with not fluency, you follow the wrong map, right? We don't want to do that. We want to start with fluency. That's where we want to be. That's what we want to have going on. So what is fluency? Fluency is the ability to speak or write a foreign language easily and accurately. So it happens very easily and you're accurate when you do it. So that is fluency. That's what we're looking at. I'm going to be talking mostly about speaking today, but you'll also see how this works with writing. I'll point that as well, as well, even though our focus is mostly speaking, and I'll tell you why. So when I traveled with my family and how we helped thousands and thousands of families to use a language is we copy the most successful language teachers in the world. Do you know who those language teachers are? The majority of their students can speak the language within just a couple of years. They're so good at teaching languages, just incredible. Those people are moms. 
Moms and dads, we are the most successful language teachers in the world. It doesn't matter our socioeconomic background status, anything. We can teach a language. So you could live in a high rise in New York, or you could live in a remote village, and you can still pass on the language to your family. Something we're doing, we are doing very well. We have a higher success rate than anyone else. So why is that? It's because of how we teach. And I have to say, it matters how we teach. I'm gonna say it one more time. It matters how we teach. As moms, as parents, we have an incredible way of teaching a language, but when we go to teach another language, we let that all go. <laughs> and we do what we're being told instead of what we intuitively and naturally do. And so I'm gonna point out what we're doing so well to teach our first language, and then also in contrast that with what traditional programs are doing and how it's keeping people stuck because of how, how it's being taught. So the first thing that I wanna look at for a traditional program is they expect perfection. Yes, have you noticed this? Right when you start a language, somebody is going to tell you that you're not saying the word right. The program might have a microphone that you need to talk into and you need to sound good at it already, right when you're starting. Now, that's kind of funny because if I had a baby and my baby went to say their first word and the word was say ball and they couldn't say it well, they said ba, would I say to my baby, oh, you said that wrong, it's ball, you missed the ul, right? If you heard a mom saying that, you'd be like, oh honey, I think you need a weekend, <laughs> right? Like that's a little much, we don't do that as parents. Well, what do we do? We celebrate, just like our baby's first words, right? We are so happy. So if my baby said ball, you bet you, I would be making a video, I would be posting that on Instagram or Facebook, I'd be sharing it with my family, and I would be so excited. That's how our kids should feel when they say their first words or words in another language. They should feel celebrated, and you should too. If you're saying something in another language and you're being so hard on how you're saying it, you're not celebrating yourself, and we need to do that when we're doing another language. All right, so now vocabulary lists. I touched on that briefly, but let's think about it. If I gave my baby a vocabulary list, my baby would eat the paper. It just doesn't work. So what am I doing as a mom? I am using full sentences, right? When I talk to my child, full sentences, and my child is hearing full sentences. I'm talking and I'm using the language. So important in the moment as life is happening. All right, the next thing that traditional programs do is they emphasize mistakes. You've got this wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. This is this would be really hard if all I was pointing out were the things my child was doing wrong, and that was the, the focus of it. Now, this is something that speech therapists say we can work on a little bit more as parents um, for mistakes. So, for example, if somebody came by a child and they said, oh, that's his water bottle, if you were like her, not his, her, that's emphasizing the mistake. What's better to do is model back correct language. So if the child said, oh, that's his water bottle, you'd be like, yeah, that is her water bottle. So they hear the whole thing back and it's modeled back correctly. That is very helpful and they're not put on the spot. So that makes it really nice. All right, the next thing that traditional programs do is they expect us to build from scraps. That looks like here are some nouns, here are some verbs, here are some adjectives. Put it together and what does that make? Not the language that you're trying to speak because we don't think the same. The people who speak another language don't think the same as we do when we speak English. A great example in Spanish is when you say, um, get in the car. Now in Spanish, they don't have this get. They don't do that. We're thinking of this get. In Spanish, they actually think differently. In Spanish, you actually climb up into the car. You're thinking about it as a climbing up way. Same thing with get in your bed. You actually climb up into the bed in Spanish. So you can't build from scraps. You can't do these one-to-one -one translations. It's not actually the language. What do we do as parents? What are kids doing? Well, they're extracting. When the baby hears a full sentence, they start extracting parts of that sentence to be able to use it. A great example is if you are one of those tired mamas in the morning and you're waking up and you're saying, oh, where's my coffee? I need my coffee. And then you have this toddler who really wants some cookies and you say, oh no, we're not gonna eat the cookies now. And then you have a toddler that's going, I need my cookies. And your husband's like, you created a monster, right? The, the toddler is just extracting from, I need my coffee and creating this, I need my cookies. They're very good at that. Your brain is also very good at that right now. So you can do the same thing as an adult. So if you're learning right along with your child, 
you're primed for this as well. The next thing that traditional programs do is that they have stressful deadlines. So this looks like, oh, you have to have all this stuff memorized by this specific date, it has to be done. These stressful deadlines lead to a lot of learning and dumping information, right? As parents, we don't have that. We do have milestones, right? There might be a milestone at a specific age where your baby needs to know 10 words. But no mama's gonna stay up the night before and try to get four more words down, right? You're like, oh, you, you need four more words. You're only at six. That's not gonna happen because we know that it takes time. It takes time. And so when you're doing another language, you want to give everyone time, including yourself, to hear new sounds, um, to remember how things are said without being rushed or criticized. We don't want that rushing. We don't want that criticism. That's gonna be really important as you do a language. The next thing is grammar. Uh, that would be really, really weird if I went up to a mom and asked her, have you started the past tense with your baby yet? Mm? Are you on to the future? Mine is already doing conditionals. That would be silly. We don't teach the babies, we don't teach babies how to talk by tenses. We don't break that up. That's a really weird way to teach a language if you think about it, we don't do that. So what do we do instead? We're using those full sentences as life happens and we're training our baby's ears. They're being trained on how it is supposed to sound, right? So you're really starting to get that input so that you can hear that. It's very important when you're doing another language that you train your ears so you know if it sounds right or not, right? That comes into the easily and accurately. That's on the track towards fluency. If you're trying to do these other things, right? You're not on the easy and accurately track. Oh boy. All right, the next one is expecting students to fail. There are some school districts that expect about 50% of their students to fail a foreign language class. That would be like me as a mom being like, well, I hope half my kids learn to talk, right? As long as there's no other circumstances, we expect our kids to talk. We expect our kids to learn our language and to be able to use it. It's really amazing. It's just really amazing that we're doing this all over the world. Just incredible, very uh, underrated thing that we do as moms. But so what we want to do in our home is we want to expect success. So I want to ask you, if you don't really know the language yet, do you expect success for yourself? Because if you're not, you're not really sure if you can do it, you need to flip that because you need to expect success. You can be successful. If you've already learned one language, you can learn another. Maybe not the hardest way possible, right? Maybe not with the wrong map, with, but with the right map, you definitely can. So you wanna expect success. All right, the last one that I'm gonna talk about is talking at your kids. Oh my goodness, this is something that native speakers are very guilty of accidentally. So I definitely wanna cover it. This looks like a teacher at the front of the room just talking at the kids. For a native speaker, it looked like the parent just using the language, talking, doing everything, and expecting everything of your child all at once. Like, why are they just talking in Spanish? Why aren't they just using it? Well, you're expecting all of Spanish all at once. We wanna get on the same page, okay? So instead of talking at your kids, you need to be interacting. It needs to be playful, it needs to be focused, very focused of what you're doing so you can get on the same page, and I'm gonna show you exactly how to do that. So I just wanna say, when you get on the same page with your child, it just feels so good for your child and that's when you're gonna hear them, them talking. You might notice this, that when children come from another country to the United States, they're, it's, they're, it's easier for them to pick up a language when they're younger. Now why is that? It's because of how the teacher stands at the front of the room. With younger kids, the teacher is interacting a lot more. The kids are interacting a lot more. The children don't know how to do all the things. They don't know all the sh social norms that need to happen, where shoes need to go, or if they don't need to come off, or if we don't eat the glue, <laughs> right? So there's a lot of interaction happening. Whereas once you start hitting fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that interaction is done. Kids come in, they sit down, they sit there, and they listen in a traditional classroom. Right, so you've lost that interaction. So this is gonna be important if your kids are older and they know how to do things, you're going to need to interact more. You're gonna to need to interact again. They might be the ones uh, parenting you, you no, know, talking to you, using the phrases with you so that you can have more of that language because you don't necessarily need to tell them what to do, right? They're able to take care of themselves. So you want to be talking, you wanna be interacting. 
All right, Catherine says, just wanted to say that this program is a joy and a delight. Our family is having such fun speaking to each other and challenging each other. I don't think I had expected the family building, family strengthening benefits that would come from this. And that's because Catherine is focused on how she is teaching the language. You should feel these family building, family strengthening benefits. It should not feel like or look like your child in the living room trying to talk into a microphone and crying because it's not picking it up and you come in and you're like, I can do this. I can talk into the microphone and say the word in Spanish. And then you say the word and you're like, this is broken. This thing is broken. It cannot hear us and everybody's frustrated. It shouldn't look like that. It should look like connection. It should look like building. It should look like fun. That's what a language immersion homeschool should look like. All right, so I have a fun challenge for you. Now, I'm doing the challenge in French, even though we are focused on Spanish today. The reason that I chose French is because you probably don't know it. <laughs> That's the reason that I chose French. If I chose Spanish, you might know some of it, but I want to show you how you can learn any language without starting with grammar and vocabulary. So I have chosen French to try this on, but I will give you a link so you can try it out in Spanish as well. So we're going to do a fun challenge. We're going to do it in French. You can do this challenge with your kids, or you can just uh, listen along or do it on your own later. So you can kind of decide, but I'm going to walk you through how you do it with your kids. So when you go to do it, you definitely can. So the first thing that we are going to learn to say in French is good job. That's what we're going to learn how to say, good job. So I'm going to play the audio so that you can hear exactly how a native French speaker says good job. It's really important that we only have native speaker audio so you can hear exactly how it's really said, right? Not how I imagine it would be said. So I'm going to play it. She's going to say it word by word and say the full sentence. So let's give it a go. We're going to say it together. Here we go for good job in French. And there we go. Bien. Bien. Joué. Joué. Bien joué. Bien joué. All right, I'm going to play it one more time. Bien. Bien. Joué. Joué. Bien joué. Bien joué. All right, that's a good job. So I want you to turn to anybody or imaginary people, and I want you to say bien joué. Good three times. You can give three people the thumbs up. I definitely want you to do that. So, bien joué, bien joué, bien joué. It should feel really easy and it should be fun. Now, if you're somebody who's worried about how you sound in another language, I totally get it, right? That can feel a little overwhelming. Um, if you're worried about like what people are going to think about you when you say it or if you say it wrong or how they're going to respond. So if you're somebody who's worried about how you sound, I have one step to help you get over your accent. And I mean this in the most best friend way possible. And it is to get over yourself. Okay, just get over yourself. There are so many people who speak English with an accent. Um, they could be from our country, from the United States, excuse me, or they could be from another country, right? They could have an accent. It doesn't matter. If somebody talked to me in an accent, I wouldn't care. I would respond to them. I would talk to them. I'm not going to be like, oh, you have an accent because I'm not a rude person. All right. So if somebody is rude to you, it's on them. So you have to not worry about it. Now, if you're so stressed out about your accent, it actually makes it harder to get to get better at the accent. So here's the science behind it. When you were little and you were under four years old, you could actually hear all the sounds in all the languages, you could hear them. But as your family didn't use those sounds, those sounds started to, you started not to be used, and so you started focusing on them less and less and less, until about at age four, you really stopped focusing on them, so you're not hearing them as much, right? So after this stage, it takes a couple of weeks to a couple of months to hear all the sounds being said again. But it's hard to hear well if you are stressed out, so you cannot, be stressed out when you're doing a language. You have to focus on having fun, and you have to remember that it's about communication. It's not about being perfect. So we have this rule at TalkBox.mom, and it is called the adorable baby rule. Now, how it works is we ask ourselves, would I say this to an adorable baby? So would I say it to an adorable baby? You're saying it wrong. It doesn't sound good. No, I wouldn't say that to an adorable baby. I'd give the baby time and I would be nice. But if the baby was calling something a completely different word, right, and they're calling this a ball instead of this, I would say, oh, do you mean 
Right. Do you mean um, water bottle? Right. I would say it. Well, do you mean water? Probably probably go a little little shorter there. Uh, but I would actually do that. So we want to keep in mind the adorable baby rule, and we want to treat ourselves, our spouses, our kids like adorable babies who are doing the language. So let's do this phrase one more time, and let's be kind to ourselves and to others. So here we go. Let's hear good job in French. Bien. Bien. Joué. Joué. Bien joué. Bien joué. All right. Now we're going to go on to our next phrase. This one, you're going to need a ball to play. I probably should have told you first. So you're going to need a ball for this challenge. I guess I said I'd walk you through it. So here's the walkthrough. So here I have a little mini ball so that it can show up in the screen and not cover, cover my whole face if you're watching this on the video format. Okay. So with my ball, got some dirt on it. With my ball, we're going to learn to say the phrase, hand me the ball in French. All right, and I know we've all said to our kids, hand me the remote control, and then it's been thrown at you. I know that has happened, but we are not gonna do that here. We are not gonna be the people who throw the ball. We're gonna people be the people who hand the ball. So from hand to hand. The reason why is the last phrase we're gonna do, throw the ball, we don't want any confusion. So if anybody throws the ball at this stage, we're gonna need to hand it back, do some handing, okay? So really physically hand the ball hand to hand, okay? We want to do that so we just can see the difference a little better. So we're going to learn how to say hand me the ball. We're going to say the word by word. If the full sentence feels too big for you, that's okay. Say the word by word, right? Just like you would walk a three-year-old on how to ask for something nice, like politely, you do the word by word, right? Can I have an apple or may I have an apple, please, right? You walk them, you walk them through that. So let's hear how we say this. Oops, in... Um, in French. All right, I'm going to hit play. Here we go. Pass. Pass. Moi. Moi. La. La. Balle. Balle. Passe-moi la balle. Passe-moi la balle. All right, let's do that one more time with the native speakers. This is for hand me the ball. Here we go. Pass. Pass. Moi. Moi. La, la, balle, balle, passe-moi la balle, passe-moi la balle. Okay, so someone's going to say, passe-moi la balle, and the other person is going to hand the ball to the person who said it, because they're saying, hand me the ball, right? So I would say, passe-moi la balle, and then I would get the ball. So if you're with your family, practice doing that in a circle a couple of times until passe-moi la balle feels really easy. And just as a reminder for you guys, I actually don't speak French. I use Spanish and German every day with my family, so this is not a language that I speak either. So let's practice saying, passe-moi la balle. You can pause to do that and come back, um, but if you're just doing the walkthrough, we're gonna continue on to the next phrase. So the next phrase you're gonna learn is roll the ball. Now, it's really important with French that you don't learn to read first. You don't need to. Uh, if you are looking at the words, my best advice is don't read any of the last letters. They don't mean anything in French, okay? So you don't need to do that, but hearing it is so important and really having that focus on hearing it. So we're gonna learn how to say, uh, we're gonna learn how to say roll the ball in French. So let's hear how to say that. Here we go. Fait. Fait. Rouler. Rouler. La. La. Balle. Balle. Fait rouler la balle. Fait rouler la balle. Okay, let's hear that one more time. And you can go back and play this as many times as you want. Remember, I'm gonna give you a link so you can do this in, in Spanish and hear that as well. Here we go. Fait, fait, rouler, rouler, la, la, balle, balle, fait rouler la balle, fait rouler la balle, and remember that's going to be rolling it, so someone's going to say fait rouler la balle, and you roll the ball to them, now it's definitely possible to play the audio and say it, and then have the ball so it feels really easy. You want it to feel really easy for your child and you want them to see it as it happens. So you take turns, everybody's saying it, you can do a speed round, you can do a funny voice round, but you want to be rolling that ball. Then the next step of the challenge is to do the phrases again, hand, hand, hand me the ball and roll the ball. Okay, so you're gonna have those two different phrases. What can happen at this point is you might wanna play the audio again. Great, play those audios again, audios again. And then you also might have somebody who gets confused. Maybe they hear 
fait rouler la balle and they hand the ball to the person. That's fine. At that point, what you do is you just give the ball back and you'd say, hey, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to use fait or I forgot which one I just said, but I'm going to say the phrase. And then, so let's say, yeah, they said fait rouler la balle and it was hand. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say fait rouler la balle and you can put your hands lower and show them where you want the ball to go. Or you can say that means roll the ball, right? So you can do that. You want them to think through it and figure out what's going on. Uh, and then you can practice passe la balle. But when somebody has to go back and correct it because it was wrong. That's gold. That's so good. That means that they're learning even more. When you make language mistakes and you correct them, you learn more than had you not made those mistakes. So we want to definitely keep that attitude and of like, this is a great thing. And then just redo that part. All right. So then the last phrase that we're going to work on is to throw the ball. So I'll play that one for you so you can hear that. Here we go. Here's to throw the ball. Lance. La. Oh. I'm so sorry. I played the audio through the wrong part, so you guys couldn't hear that. So I'm going to play it one more time. Here we go. Lance. Lance. La. La. Balle. Balle. Lance la balle. Lance la balle. All right, and that is to throw the ball. Okay, wonderful. So... You're going to say that to each other, lance la balle, lance la balle, and throw the ball. Whoever says it gets the ball thrown to them. So you'll say lance la balle, and then you'll get the ball from whoever is throwing it, right? So you can say throw the ball. Now, at this point, we're going to go to the last three phrases, and you'll be able to um, replay those phrases, practice them, hear how they sound, and then everybody gets to choose the phrase that they want and have the ball given to them in that way. So they could say passe-moi la balle, fais rouler la balle, or lance la balle. Right. So you can hear the difference. At this point, your kids are going to be distinguishing what phrase it is um, that they want. They're going to be able to say that. And then when they hear it, they're going to be able to do the phrase. They're going to be able to hand the ball, roll the ball, or throw the ball. This might take your family five, ten minutes. Maybe you do it over two days, two, five minutes, uh, whatever feels good for you. But at the end of that, when you've done that, your family is going to be speaking and understanding French. Absolutely incredible. Just been a couple of minutes and you can speak and understand the language, right? So if you want to try that in, out in Spanish, I would love for you to go to talkbox.mom slash ball and you can definitely go and try that out in Spanish and have your family practice and use that. Now, again, this is incredible that you're already using the language. This takes people who have already studied French for, say, a year, maybe even two years. They wouldn't know how to put these sentences together. It wouldn't be grammatically correct. But what you're doing, it is grammatically correct. It is awesome. So I'm just going to recap what we did here. First, we chose a phrase from our guide. The guide in this case is, um, you can get the ball challenge, right, at talkbox.mom slash ball. These phrases are from our phrase book that comes in, what I'm going to show you in a little bit, this package with sunlight that you're going to love. Um, and then the next thing that we did, it was we practiced the phrases. So to practice the phrases, we listened to the audio and we also acted out what we do with the ball. That was us practicing. That's what your foreign language time looks like. Like this is literally like a lesson, right? It should be fun. It should be interactive. This is the thing that you're looking for. There's other ways to practice and I'm going to cover those in just a second. But then the next thing is we want to use the phrases in our daily life. So let's say that the ball was out and I wanted to put it away and somebody was near it across the room. I could tell them, Lancelot they would throw the ball to me and then I could put the ball away, right? We want to be able to use the phrases in our daily life. Or maybe I just want to play ball outside and I want to use the phrase. So using the phrase in your daily life is really what the language immersion homeschool is about. And you're building that up. You're all getting on the same page. You're having fun as you're doing it. So I just want to remind you that we can learn a language this way. I used to be somebody who thought you could only learn from a book. You had to have the book. You had to have all these certain things done, you know, from that wrong map that we've all been given. Um, but really, we can be generous to ourselves and others. As I walked you through the activity, you didn't hear me telling somebody that they sounded wrong or wasn't good enough. I'm not going to do that, right? I'm not uh, rude to myself. I'm not perfect in French, right? I'm just here to have fun. And that's what it should be about. And then we didn't need to do any grammar lessons. That comes later. Just as a reminder, everything you said was grammatically correct. Everything. And you said it easily and accurately. And then guess what? It gets easier the more you do it. 
So you're starting with fluency. Do you see that already? And then we didn't need to do any vocabulary lessons. Your brain is already extracting. It's already looking at what the difference is. It understood the difference between blance and feirolet and passe-moi. We can all guess what laval is, right? We're starting, we're starting to see that. We don't need to start with vocabulary lessons. All right, Debbie Robson, she said, this is lightning fast compared to any book or curriculum that I've ever looked at over the years I spent learning French in school. Now, the reason that is, is because of the natural language progression. That's what we follow. We follow the natural language progression. What that looks like is when you're a baby, you're talked to, you're sung to, and you're read to, especially if you're a Sunlight Family boy, are you read to. Then, as a child, you start talking, singing, and if you're allowed to, watching videos. I just want to point out that when you're really little and you start talking, you're not telling full stories. That comes later. So when you're a little bit older, you start telling stories, and you start reading, and then you start writing and grammar at the end. Now, a lot of programs miss the whole foundation of the language. They start where? At reading, writing, and grammar. So you're not talked to, you're not sung to, you're not read to, you're not talking, you're not singing, you haven't watched videos if you're allowed to, you're not telling stories. You're just going straight into reading, writing, and grammar, and that's why you're stuck. It's not natural. It's not how your brain works. It's just, it's not how it works. <laughs> So of course, of course you're going to feel like a failure. Of course it's going to take a really long time. You're not uh, going at it the correct way. So let's look at what fluency is and how you build it. Fluency is like a triangle. At the base of the triangle, we have listening and talking. That is the first and most important part of fluency. It is the foundation of fluency, talking and listening. Now, why is that? Because on top of talking and listening, we have reading and copy work. That's built on top of it. That means that if I go to read something, I read the word dog in another language, I'm going to have an um, I'm going to have said that word, I'm going to have used that word, right? It's going to bring the image to my mind in that language. It doesn't need to translate into English because I have a strong base. I have this foundation. So you want to be talking, you want to be using the words. Now you might be thinking, well, sometimes when my child reads something in another language, we have to look it up. Yes, but you're looking it up in an English dictionary and everything's in English. So when you're at the reading and copywork stage in another language, that means that you are using a dictionary in that language to look words up and you're understanding it, right? If you're not at that level and you're jumping into reading and copywork, you're doing yourself a disservice because if you can already listen, you can already talk, the reading and copywork layer of fluency is so much faster. It goes so much faster, and that's what you really, really want to have. Now, on top of reading and copy work, on top of this triangle, and it's a triangle because it get, takes less time as you move up, is, and you build up to it, is dictation and transcribing. So somebody says something, and you can write it down easily and accurately. If you've been doing reading and copy work, right, when you write something down, you already know how it's supposed to be written, right? Because you've already been seeing it, and you've been writing it. So we're building on top of the reading copy work, which is built on top of the listening and talking. Then on top of that, we have grammar. It's much easier to understand grammar principles when you have examples, right? If I am teaching my kids that it's an apple or an elephant, it's more helpful if they have heard that. And when they go to say that, they're like, oh, wait, I do say it like that. Oh, my, oh my goodness, <laughs> right? So helpful. Or, oh, yeah, I have written these sentences. I know that they put a comma here or they do this. I have seen that done. So that's very important. And then on top of that, free writing makes it so much easier to do, especially in another language. So that's what fluency looks like. That's how it's built. So the question really is, is like, are you on the path to fluency or are you doing something else? We don't want to be doing something else. We will always want to stay on the path towards fluency. And this is how you do that. So let's talk about the base level in your language immersion homeschool. I want to show you what that's going, what that can look like, which is really great. So with talkbox.mom, we make it easier. You can, of course, do this on your own. It will just take up a lot of your free time that I know you don't have. We have everything streamlined for you. We have fluency approaches. We have a proven roadmap. So you can definitely use us to free up the time. I would recommend that, um, but you don't have to. So the first thing you're going to do is choose a phrase from your guide. So from your guide, you'll have phrases. Now, we have our phrase prep, which happens in the app. It's 
I just want to point out that the app is not something that babysits your child. It is something that you hear the audio from. So if your children don't do screen time, they don't have to be looking at the app. Or if you don't want to do as much screen time, this is not something that's going to add to that screen time. So just keep that in mind. They can definitely help with the app. They can absolutely have it on their, um, their device if they have one, but it's your family's account. Everything you prep together, you use together. Because at talkbox.mom, it's not about what you know, it's about what you're using. And that's why native speakers can start the program with their kids, because they might know the language, but they're not using the language. So we're going to talk about, we're, we're working on using the language. All right, so for phrase prep, everything is there for you. You just heart the phrases that you want to focus on. You have one to five focus phrases, one to five. Now, why one to five focus phrases? Well, we have selected phrases in a way that will help you make exponential progress. So even if you're just working on one to five phrases and you're just getting good at those phrases, when you add in other phrases, it explodes what you can say, what you can do with them because they're so foundational. So you don't have to do a whole lot to be able to, to do a whole lot. It's really great. So and when you keep focus, when you just do one to five phrases, your kids aren't overwhelmed. They're not stressed out. It fits into your day and you learn faster. So if I wanted to learn 20 phrases, I could learn 20 phrases faster if I worked on one to five at a time rather than working on all 20 at once. It works super well. So to access your phrases, so you can do this, you can just go to the home screen in the talkbox.mom app, which comes like it as part of the immersion experience. And you can just click learning and then your phrases that you're focused on are right there, your heart phrases. So you have them really easy. Now here I have a language guide up. If you're just listening to the audio, don't worry. It's a two page guide and on, on it, it has different phrases that you'll use with your family in this first challenge. So we have phrases like, are you hungry to one person, to two or more, I'm hungry, we're hungry? Do you want certain foods? I do want those foods. Here they are. Do you want more? More please. I don't have any more. We're all done. Are you all done? I'm all done. Let's clean up. Put your plate in the sink on the counter in the dishwasher. You'll learn to use these phrases. Um, and so you just need to start with one. The first phrase I'm going to start with is I'm really hungry. Now this is a great fun phrase. I always ask people if they're like, well, my kids took Spanish already. I don't know if they can do this. I'll be like, well, how do you say I'm really hungry? I usually get the answers in Spanish is uh, they usually say tengo muy hambre or tengo mucho hambre. But if you heard it from a native speaker, you'd know that it's tengo mucha hambre. So we would choose that phrase. I'm really hungry. Now that we've chosen the phrase, we want to practice the phrase. All right. So how do we practice the phrase? What we want to do um, is we can do one of three things. We can practice with the native speaker audio. Definitely start there. Even if you're a native speaker, you want to have that extra input in your home. Then you practice in a situation the phrase, and then you can use emotions. All right. So let's look at how those look. So repeating with the audio, we've practiced that. We've done that. We use native speakers. Just as a reminder, why? Has you, have you ever seen uh, Jimmy Fallon's Google Translate challenge? This is from that. He'll take a song in English, throw it into Google Translate, then throw it into another language like Hungarian, throw it back into English, and then he makes celebrities sing the song. So here in Hathaway, she's singing, uh, instead of I can't feel my face when I'm with you, she's singing in your presence, my friend is not felt. <laughs> whatever that one means, right? So very funny. We use native speakers because we don't want you to sound like you walked out of an old dusty textbook or you're a Google Translate disaster. We don't want that. So we're going to use real, real things. So let's hear the Spanish. Let's hear how to say I'm really hungry in Spanish. I'm, um, I am going to play that one for you. So let me just get to it on the, on the audio device here so that you can hear that. All right, as that is coming up, I just want to remind you that as you're building your language immersion homeschool, once you're done with the listening and, and talking layer, then the reading and copywork layer will come really easy. So that's why I'm focusing mostly on the first layer in this, this, uh, this session today. Okay, here we go. We have the Spanish. Let's hear that. Okay. Tengo. Tengo. Mucha. Mucha. Hambre. Hambre. Tengo mucha hambre. Tengo mucha hambre. All right, so I loved how she said that. Tengo mucha hambre. Really wonderful. Now, once we choose that, when we can practice the phrase with the audio, and then other things that I do with my kids is I want to ask them, what situation would you use this phrase in? When would you use this? 
Well, guess what? When I tell my kids bedtime, they always say that they're so hungry, like we didn't have dinner. Always do that. So I would say, let's practice this phrase. What we're going to do is I'm going to say bedtime, and I want everybody to whine, tengo mucha hambre, as you go down the hall into your rooms, and I say, and I shut the door, and you go to bed. <laughs> let's just practice that, right? Because that always happens. Now, when you practice it in situations that make sense for your child and their age, how they would use it, then they're going to use it in those situations situations and it makes it always age appropriate. That's why this is for any level from K to 12 because you choose the situations and you you make it fun, you make it accurate. All right. So, oops. Let me uh let's see here. So, let's move just having a little tech thing. There we go. So, practicing in a situation, one fun thing that you can do in your homeschool as well is put out a favorite snack and practice saying I'm really hungry before eating the snack. Everybody's going to love Spanish time. Everybody. All right. You can also have your kids act out a phrase in a situation together so they can choose if you have more than one child the situation. If you have one child, then your child can come up with the situation that you want to use it in, right? When does mom say I'm really hungry? It's like, okay, when you are watching Netflix, right? All right. Get to, get to Netflix. Turn on the K-drama. Let's go. Let's practice saying the phrase. You can also, if you don't want to get up, you don't want to actually go in the situation, you can just practice saying the phrase like you're in a situation. So this is great if you just want to stay at the table or sit on the couch. We have days like that. So you could say, okay, let's say the phrase, tengo mucha hambre, um, like the table isn't set yet and you really want to eat. How would you say the phrase? You can also practice with different feelings and different emotions, like you're happy, you're surprised, you're whiny, you're hangry. Hangry is definitely an emotion over here. So how would you say that, right? How would you say it like you're so excited? <gasps> Tengo mucha hambre, right? So you practice using it so it really becomes your own. You can also practice it in voices that are fun for your kids. So like, how would dad say it? Or how would Batman say it, right? How would Batman say he's really hungry? Well, he might be like, tengo mucha hambre, right? He might say it like that. You could do a character that your kid, child likes. Or if your child's older, maybe you could say like, how would a valley girl say it? Well, she might be like, like, tengo mucha hambre, right? So you can have fun, you like, in different voices. And this is similar to parents using voices with babies. It just works so well. If you like singing, you can practice singing your phrases. This is a type of emotion. Doing different styles of music, like opera singer or rap, can be really fun. These phrases start to become your own. And you can also play the talkbox.mom games. So we have printables, if you're extra, that come with the program. So you can print things out and you can play different games. Like we have a Hungry Monsters game, we have memory games, we have bingo games, lots of things you can do with your phrases. Joe says, the more we do, the more we love this program. My wife commented that we've learned more in three months than we did in two years before. This is a very common thing because one, we're following the natural language progression, two, we're starting with fluency, and three, we've made this roadmap with so many fluency approaches so we know that you can be successful and last it's doable it's really doable one to five phrases practicing like I just showed you oh my goodness you've got this all right so the third step here is to use the phrases in daily life so if I'm driving past Chick-fil-a I would use the phrase I'm really hungry I would do that or if I've learned it I want cookies they have such good cookies warm soft cookies yes thank you now just a reminder you can cheat probably not when you're driving past Chick-fil-a but if you need to look at the guide at any time that's safe you need to hear the audio again you need to do that do that do not deprive yourself of hearing how it sounds don't be like oh I have to remember and I have to remember everything don't do that to yourself uh-uh Give, your chance, give yourself a chance to hear and make the connection again. That is so important. Make it again and again and again and again until it feels so easy it feels like a second language because that's the goal. <laughs> All right, now let's say somebody uses a phrase and you don't understand what they're saying. You can ice cream sandwich it. What is that? Well, let's say someone says the thing, this phrase in Spanish and you're just like, what? They're like, uh, they're like oh, pon los, pon los vasos en la mesa. Okay? And you're like, what is that? And you're like, oh, that means put the cups on the table. And then you say it again. Pon los vasos en la mesa. So very easy. Now, why are we ice cream sandwiching it? Well, your child just spent a significant amount of time learning English. And if it doesn't feel easy, they might not want to do it. It's just, it's just the truth of it. So make it really easy for them. We all like that. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed or we feel like we're not good enough when we're doing a language or it makes us just feel bad about our abilities. We don't ever want to feel that way. We want to feel really easy because that's how we felt um, when we were younger. So we really want that. Now, let's say you forgot to say a phrase. I was going to say, tengo mucha hambre, right? When the food got put on the table and I forgot. Well, you're remembering it. Right when you remember it, say the phrase. 
Start training your brain to say the phrase. So you tell someone thank you, and you're like, oh, I could have said that in Spanish. Well, just say it in Spanish now. Oh, gracias, right? Do it. Do it after the fact to start training your back, to start training your Jessica says, in six weeks, we passed up all five years of trying to learn Spanish. And you can see why that is. Now, when do you focus on pronunciation? After you've been hearing the language and using it for a while, because you can hear those sounds, then we're going to focus on those sounds and help your child to hear those better and also with the tongue and mouth placement. But we're not going to start there because it's not effective. We're going to wait until it will be effective for your family. Now, as you use this process, it's really important that you have accountability. So we do have an accountability group for you to help you with choosing your phrases, practicing your phrases, and using them. It's also a place for you to share your wins, and we have weekly live trainings to help you out. Rebecca says, I love how this group not only helps with accountability, but also with the great ideas that others throw out. Thanks to the community for both. In this layer, talking and listening, you're using phrases with your family. You can see how important it is to be using those phrases. You're also Excuse me, listening to the native speaker audio. Even if you're a native speaker, having this extra input is going to be really helpful and help with your practice time. You're gonna be talking with native speakers. Never fall into the trap that you're not good enough to talk with a native speaker. I would never not talk to somebody because I didn't think their English was good enough, right? So don't do that to yourself. You're going to listen to music and podcasts, and as you do, because you're working on fluency, your kids and yourself, you're gonna hear the phrases, the words that you've been using in the music, it's gonna be really awesome. When you're watching videos, TV and film, the same thing, but it's effective when you do that, those fluency layer activities, if you've been using your phrases with your family, that's when that's effective. Now, if you're still like, wait, grammar, grammar, Adelaide, grammar, I wanted to read this from Rachel. She says, I have to admit that at first I was one of those people who thought it was crazy. Talkbox that mom didn't explain the grammar rules at the beginning. Well, in the last couple of days, I have been noticing that I can in fact now just hear when something sounds off grammatically when we're speaking. Like if someone's article or adjective doesn't agree in gender or plural or to the noun, or if we conjugate imperfectly. I've been able to stop myself and think, wait, that didn't quite sound right. Let me try again. Instead of thinking so hard about all the rules before I speak, She's getting to fluency. Do you see that? Isabella also noticed this with her five-year-old, that in context, he can understand the pattern. So really cool. At talkbox.mom, what we have is this really nice guided immersion experience that helps you to use the language in your home because that's the foundation of language. You have all of the audio in the, in the companion app for what you have in the program. In the program, we have boxes with the guides and we also have a phrase book. The phrase book has over 1,700 phrases and it's great to use along with the box. And I'll tell you how to get that with sunlight as well. With the phrase book, you might be focusing on the snacks and kitchen box, but with the phrase book, you might be learning about uh, phrases that you can use outside when you see flowers, when you see, uh, when you go on a walk, right? For nature, you can follow paths. You also see like getting in a car or uh, did you get the mail? You're gonna be able to use those phrases or have you seen my keys? It's gonna be more varied. So it's nice to use a couple of those phrases as you're learning, as you focus on the phrases that will give you exponential growth. Each box has three challenges in it. The first challenge I've already shown you. The second challenge is not a vocabulary chart. It looks like one because it has beautiful illustrations on it, but all the words in it are written to fit in the sentences at the top. So I could say, do you want a cookie? I could say, quieres, do you want a cookie? Una galleta, quieres una galleta? So that I can use the, the, the Spanish very easily. Your child can use it very easily. The third challenge are not flashcards. They're little cards. I'm gonna show you exactly what they look like in a second, but I wanna tell you how you work through the program. So the first challenge, you will spend one month on it, working on one to five phrases at a time. You will not learn everything on that paper. It is not designed on that guide to learn all of those, or those pages, I should say. It's not designed that way. You'll be working on one to five phrases at the time. At the end of that month, you might have 15 phrases that you're using. You might have 40 phrases that you're using. The point is that you're not just learning and know it, you're using it. Then you'll keep using those phrases, but you won't learn new ones from that challenge. You'll move on to the second challenge and you'll start adding in more phrases, one to five at a time for the month, and then you'll move on to the third challenge. You'll keep using your phrases, but you'll add in one to five phrases at a time in the third challenge. Now, when you go back, and review the first challenge, that because you've been using the phrases, you're going to learn the other phrases there much 
faster than had if you just gone through it. So that's how you're gonna go back and you'll learn more. The third challenge are these label cards. This goes up in my cupboard inside it I have. I have it, so when I open my cupboard, I have the this card and it says the glass, the cup, el vaso in Spanish. And it has phrases like, put the cups on the table, do you need a cup, can you get me a cup please? So I can open up my cupboard and say, oh, I'm supposed to use Spanish with my family, I remember now. And I can tell my child, pon los vasos en la mesa, when my child can say, necesitas un vaso, do you need a cup? If they say I don't have one, or they can say, me traes un vaso, por favor, can you get me a cup, please? Now, in the last challenge, I learned how to say, I would, I, do you want a cookie? Now I could say, me traes una galleta, por favor, can you bring me a cookie, please? So now you're getting cookies and you're speaking Spanish, this is the best. All the cards are marked so that you know exactly where they are with the audio. Now, I know you showed up today for a specific reason. It could be that you feel uncertain, right? You want your family to be able to use a foreign language, but you don't know where to start. I hope you're starting to see exactly where you start and how it works. It could be that you feel stuck. You've been trying to learn a language for years, but you're not getting results. I hope now you're seeing how you get results. And last, you might be here because you're tired. You've tried this app and spent money on that program, and you're not actually using the language language in your home. I hope you see now exactly how you can use the language. Now I want to know, um, I want to, I want you to know that talkbox.mom works. Some parents with college degrees in the language have learned more in their first four boxes of the program than with their four-year degree. Native speakers whose children don't talk back to them, didn't talk back in the language, now talk back nonstop. And families who knew nothing sound like they've been learning for years. A hundred percent of the families who use talkbox.mom talk because that's using talkbox.mom and it's exactly how my family talks. So my question for you is, would you like talkbox.mom to give you all the tools and support you need to start talking in a foreign language with your family? If it's a huge yes, I would love to invite you to talkbox.mom. Talkbox.mom is the only immersion program of its kind that helps your entire family to start talking the same day you start and guides you far down the path towards word fluency is towards fluency to where the language is part of your everyday life. Don't you love that? Part of your everyday life. There are nine boxes, but I'd recommend for the first year doing the first three boxes, snacks and kitchen, action rooms and games, and hygiene. And you can get all three in the phrase book with sunlight. Each box has a different fluency approach, like helping you get out of your head and think on your feet, helping you think in series. You're gonna have a lot, a lot of success with this. With the first book and box, you're already consistently using the language with your family. You're talking better than most students who finish two years of a foreign language. And as you move forward, you continue to fill your home up with the language. Remember, the language that your child learns at home is the foundation of language, so when you do science, with sunlight, right? Your child already learned English and they're doing science in English because you laid that foundation. We're doing the same thing now with Spanish. At talkbox.mom, our mission is life-changing results. That's why we're so passionate about this. I know that if you can really use Spanish and your family speaks Spanish, you can now connect with them. I know that you can serve your community more because you, your child, can use the language. Your child can help serve their community and those around you. They can help be friends with somebody who's new, right? Because they can really use the language. It can change educational opportunities for your child or even yourself. For your work, for your child's future work opportunities, it can open up lots of doors. And when you travel, you'll have unparalleled experiences because you can connect with others and you can help them. So lots of service, lots of wonderful opportunities. But this won't work for every family. Sorry to say, if you want your child to learn on their own, this won't work with you. You have to be using the language. So if they're learning on their own, they don't have anybody to use it with. So it won't work if you want your child to learn on their own. If you don't actually wanna use the language, also a bad option. If you don't like to talk to your kids, this is a bad option. You're gonna be talking to your kids a lot. I'm pretty sure, because you're a Sunlight family, you do like talking with your kids. And if you wanna spend more money and time doing it on your own, this is also not a good option. Um, as you can see from Stephanie, we help you to streamline and to save a lot of time and money because uh, we have done all the busy work for you. Now, each box, if a native speaker came to your home and did everything in a box with you, it would cost at least $600 of their time going through the box the first time. But if they're a reasonably priced tutor, it'd be at least $1,000 of their time. So it's very expensive to have this immersion experience. We took that and put it into an $80 box for your family. So very cost effective, not $80, per month, but per box. And with Sunlight's first year package, you get all three boxes. 
However, if you did a box every two months for this language immersion experience, it would just be $10 per week. Incredible. Or for a family of four, $2.50 per person. It's very cost effective. For your pacing, again, I recommend that you do a box every three months. And if you compare us to other programs, the most popular language program you can think of, we have way more content in our program than they do um, in all of their levels. So you'll notice there's a big difference. With Sunlight, you can get your first year with your first three boxes in your phrase book for $275. You are saving so much money using talkbox.mom to be able to use Spanish and time. You can just go to the Top Sunlight website and you can type in talkbox.mom and you can find your package there. You'll get inside your box your unique access with your username and password. That way we can give you your welcome email and you can have your app access. Your box and your book will appear in the app and everyone in your family, uh, in your household that's licensed too, so that you guys can stay on the same Page. Your printed materials will come in the mail. So you have your language guides in your box, something in your book. Something we don't do at, in our shop that Sunlight does is that you're going to get all three boxes at once. So that's that's really fun. You'll be set up for the year there. Uh, Nicole says, we got our first box late yesterday afternoon. I taught my kids, si, no, tienes hambre, tengo hambre. They've all, they have used all successfully multiple times today, ages 3, 6, and 10. So you can definitely use it across different ages. You'll have exclusive access to our accountability group, and this will end in success. You'll have the accountability group to help you move forward. All the busy work is going to be done for you. You're going to feel successful every day. You'll be able to use the language. You'll be able to connect with others who speak the language. And if applicable, one year of TalkBox.mom is equal to 120 credit hours, so the year for, for Spanish um, for high school. So, But always check with your school, your school district, the school you're applying to. Um, but it's equivalent to that many credit hours. Olivia says, guys, we have tried all the popular programs and this is the first one that has worked. It's easy and it's fun. All of our kids and even me are now speaking Spanish every day throughout their day. If you would love that for your family, I would encourage you to get the Sunlight Spanish Year One package um, for $275. You can find that on their website. Thank you so much for joining me in creating a language immersion homeschool. I hope that the path in front of you, you see it and you're ready to dig in and start speaking Spanish so that it can change your life. And Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.